Greetings from Texas, and welcome to Wisdom from Above. This is Dr. Harlan Betts. Wisdom from Above is designed to go beyond the reasonings of man to the revelation of God. Thousands of voices are clamoring for our attention, offering only earthly wisdom. What we desperately need is to listen to the voice that offers heavenly wisdom. We need to listen to God, and He speaks to us through the Bible. Consequently, in order to discover this wisdom from above, here at Wisdom from Above, we are constantly digging into the Bible and discovering its truths. I'm here in my office. I'm trying to picture where you are right now. Your home, your car, your truck, your work, your gym. Some of you are out walking or working out or driving or working outside, taking care of the kids or just taking a break. Wherever you are, I welcome you to Wisdom from Above. Roving reporters go out on the streets and ask questions of local residents who suddenly become experts on global warming, presidential policies, theological issues. A young reporter approached a man on the streets and said, According to a recent survey, the two biggest problems in America are ignorance and apathy. Do you think that's true? The man looked at the reporter and said, First of all, I don't know. And secondly, I don't care. Well, there you have it. He doesn't know. That's ignorance. And he doesn't care. That's apathy. So I guess his answer should have been yes. A lady coming out of a grocery store made one of the most classic statements. The reporter asked her view on the afterlife. The lady said, I believe in heaven and hell. I just don't believe in the afterlife. Many people are confused about the afterlife. Most people are confused about what they must do to have eternal life. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. When people hear that very simple statement, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, or the statement from John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever simply believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. They respond with statements like these. That's just too easy. Or, surely believing is not enough. Or, you don't get something for nothing. Or, common sense tells you if you if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Or doesn't the Bible say God helps those who help themselves? Or if all you have to do is believe, then why would anyone be good? Or if if salvation isn't earned, it won't be appreciated. So where does this leave us? We need to discuss these two different views. We need to decide what we believe. Either view one, salvation by faith alone is too easy. Believing isn't enough. You've got to do something. You've got to do good works. You've got to earn it. View two, salvation by faith alone is not too easy. Because faith, salvation is by faith alone. And salvation is apart from works. So let's look at those two views. View 1. Salvation by faith alone is too easy. 
There are three reasons commonly given to support the idea that salvation by faith is too easy and that salvation has to be by doing good works. First, they say, nothing of value is ever free. Second, if it is free, there's no reason to live right. Third, anything this important has to be earned. Let's take those one at a time. Reason number one, they think salvation by faith alone is too easy. Nothing of value is ever free. Now, we hear that all the time, but we know it's not true. The most valuable things in life are free. The physical life that we have is free. We did nothing to get this life. The air we breathe is free. The love we experience is free. The relationships we cherish are free. The opportunity to see God's handiwork in creation is free. There are many things of great value that are free. And also, something of great value can be free if someone else pays for it. For example, a friend gave me a Chevy Stepside pickup truck. The truck was a gift. It did not cost me a penny. It was free to me, but it was costly to my friend. Reason number two people give about salvation by faith alone being too easy is if it is free, then there's no reason to live right. If you aren't having to try to be good enough to earn your way or be good enough that God let you in heaven, well, then why even try to be good enough? The Apostle Paul knew this argument would come up, and he recorded his refutation in the Bible in Romans chapter 5, verse 20 through chapter 6, verse 2. And he talks about where sin abounds, grace abounds more, and while sin reigns in death, grace reigns in righteousness. And then he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And his response, God forbid. God forbid. How shall we who are dead to sin live any longer in it? Yes, eternal life is given as a free gift, but no, that doesn't give us license to go out and live like the devil. Yes, we are saved by grace, but that doesn't mean we can just go out and live like hell-bound pagans. The Apostle Paul goes on in the book of Ephesians to point out that Salvation is not by good works, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. But we are saved to do good works, chapter 2 and verse 10. You see, having come to understand the deep love of God the Father and the enormous sacrifice of God the Son, we are motivated to do whatever we can to honor and obey our Lord. We cannot earn heaven, but we can earn rewards. And we can bring honor to our Lord. And we will give an account for how we've lived our life here on earth when we get to heaven. But even if we don't live for him, we still belong to him. Consider this analogy. Our physical life was given to us by our parents, and most of our parents provided food and clothing and shelter for us as a free gift. The most appropriate response is for us to love them back and live in a way that honors them. However, even if a child does rebel... He's still his parent's child. Now, reason number three for why salvation by faith alone is too easy is that they say anything this important 
has to be earned. You may have even thought this yourself. Something this valuable, this precious, eternal life, it cannot just be given to somebody. Surely it has to be earned. But the Bible makes it clear that we cannot earn it. The Bible says all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. In Romans 3.23, to sin there means to miss the mark. It's like uh, trying to jump across the Grand Canyon. Some people might jump farther than others, but no one's going to make it. The Bible makes it clear that some may be better than others in terms of human earthly good, but no one can make it to heaven. No one can earn salvation. Paul says that it's not of works lest anyone should boast. No one can get to heaven by their own good works. No effort, no matter how sincere. No works, no matter how great. No submission, no matter how humbling. No good deeds or religious deeds, no matter how spiritual, can aid us in getting to heaven. We are saved by God's grace alone, through our faith alone, in Christ's death and resurrection alone. The same truth is highlighted in a couple of real-life stories in the book of Romans. In Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 4, Abraham is declared to be justified by faith and not by good works. It says, what shall we say about Abraham? Has found faith according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as a debt. So Abraham was declared to be justified by faith and not by works. And then in the next four verses, David celebrates the fact that he's justified by faith and not by works. Paul first writes, But to him who does not work, but instead just believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also describes the blessedness of man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. And then it quotes David with these words. David saying, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So David is justified by faith, not by works. And then Paul highlights this truth again when he writes to Titus and says, It's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to God's mercy that he saves us. So this brings us in to view two. Because clearly, according to the Bible, we cannot earn our way to heaven. But view two, then, is that salvation by faith alone is not too easy. And I'm going to share three statements in support of this view. Statement one, salvation had to be free because we can't earn it. In Romans chapter 3, it says in verse 10, there's none righteous. In verse 20, by the works of the law, no flesh is justified. And verse 23, everyone falls short of the glory of God. So let's face it, the Bible makes it crystal clear that all have sinned, all fall short of the glory of God, and the wages of our sin is death, eternal separation from God. Since we cannot be good enough 
We need outside help. We cannot earn our own salvation. We all deserve death. We need a substitute to die in our place. But unless there's someone innocent, there's no adequate substitute. Here's the good news. First of all, Jesus was without sin. He was an innocent man, so he could die for another man. But second, Jesus was infinite. He's God, and so he can die for all other men. As a songwriter put it, we owed a debt we could not pay, and Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. You see, salvation had to be free because we could not earn our salvation. We can't earn eternal life. We can't earn our way to heaven. We're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, and it is not of works. Nothing, it cannot be earned. Statement number two, salvation is free, but it's not cheap. Suppose I wanted membership in a country club, and suppose my compensation package was not adequate to pay the initiation fee, let alone the monthly payments. I couldn't be a member, unless someone else bore the expense of the initiation fee and the expense of the monthly payments and offered membership to me as a free gift. Then I'd have two options. I could either just receive it, which would seem like an easy choice, or I would refuse it and never have it. Refuse it saying, well, that's just too easy. It's too cheap. Nothing of value could be given like that as a free gift. Or, or I want to earn it myself. I won't accept a free gift. Now, it's important to note that although this gift would be free to me, it's not cheap. The cost of the land, the cost of the clubhouse and locker rooms, the cost of the kitchen and dining hall, the construction, maintenance, and lifeguarding of the pool, the building and equipping of the workout rooms, the construction and care of the tennis courts are all very expensive. You see, even though offered to me for free, it would be a costly thing for the giver. But just because something is so just because something is free doesn't mean that it is cheap. As a matter of fact, this is exactly what happened to me in Rockwall. The owners of the country club offered me a free membership to the country club. I had two options. I could either receive it gratefully or I could refuse it. I accepted the gift. In the same way, eternal life, which comes by simply placing our faith in Jesus, sounds easy and is definitely free, but it is not cheap. There was an awesome prize. The, the, it cost the life of Jesus Christ. He died so I could live. He died so you could live. He, the paid, he paid the penalty for our sin so we could be freed from that penalty. Which brings us to statement number three. Salvation is not easy because there is a price. It was not easy for God the Father. He paid a huge price. God so loved you and me and everyone on this planet that he gave his only son to die on the cross in our place. He poured out his wrath on his own son who became sin for us that we might be given as a free gift his righteousness. I heard about a father working a drawbridge in one of the eastern states, a drawbridge for a a train track, and uh, his son would often come over after school and play around the lighthouse where the drawbridge was. On one occasion, one tragic day, the son was out playing, and the father 
with lowering, began lowering the bridge for the passenger train to cross, and he heard his son scream out in pain. He looked out the window and saw his son stuck in the gears, but the train was coming, and he made the only decision he could make. He lowered the train, crushing his son in the gears, so that the passengers could safely make it across, or else they would have all died. In a similar way, God gave his son so we could live. It wasn't easy for the father. It wasn't easy for the son. He had to humble himself. He who knew no sin, who he would never sin, became sin for us. He bore our sins in his body on the tree, and he bled and died for our sins. In some much smaller ways, you could say salvation isn't easy for man either because man's natural response is, I won't take any handouts. I'll do it myself. I want to earn it. I can be good enough. But none of those statements is possible. So man has to give up his pride. He has to admit he's a sinner, has to admit that he cannot do anything to deserve heaven, has to admit that he cannot make himself worthy, has to just simply place his faith in Christ. I was at a backyard barbecue celebrating years of friendship with several Texas friends before we left for Colorado. Someone said they thought one of our vehicles might have been hit, so we all went out to the front yard to check out our vehicles. There was no accident, but right there in front of the house was a brand new Ford F-150 with a note on the window. It had Sharon and my name on it, and a note that said, We couldn't let you go to Colorado without a Texas edition F-150. It was an amazing gift. It was paid in full, and it was free. As you can imagine, I didn't accept the gift because anything of value can't be free. And if it's free, it must be cheap. And no, no, I was blown away by the graciousness of the givers. And I was jumping and shouting thank you and hugging necks all around. And you see, the fact that it was free to me does not mean that it's cheap or that it's inexpensive. It would be foolish to refuse something of value just because it's free. It would be foolish to refuse salvation from our Lord Jesus Christ just because it's free. Abby Sunderland, 16 years old, attempted to sail around the world in a 40-foot sailboat. She got caught in a storm in the Indian Ocean and her boat pummeled by the 30-foot waves. She was feared dead. Days later, she was discovered by search planes hanging on to her disabled boat, Wild Eyes, and floating in a region covered by Australia's search and rescue teams. They say the overall cost of her search and rescue was near one-half million dollars. Australia is not charging Abby one cent. Abby couldn't pay what it cost for her search and rescue. In fact, she couldn't even pay the cost to repair her boat, and she's seeking public donations to help her repair Wild Eyes. So Abby had to make a choice. Believe they wanted to rescue her and and accept their free help, or refuse their rescue, saying it was too easy for her too cheap for her, and that she wanted to somehow save herself, which we all know would have been impossible for her to do. She chose to accept the free gift. Imagine that you're out in the middle of the ocean. The ship you were on has sunk to the bottom of the ocean. You swim and tread water and search for any sign of land or boat, and there's nothing in sight. Days go by as you bob up and down the ocean, growing more weary, more exhausted, more thirsty. Sharks are beginning to circle. You know death is inevitable. It's impossible to swim to shore. It looks like there's no hope. And suddenly a ship appears on the horizon, eventually pulls alongside of you. One of the crew throws a life preserver into the water and lands right beside you, just an arm's reach away. Would you reject the life preserver because it's too easy? No. 
Would you tell them turn around and leave because it's free and you don't want any handouts? No way. Would you tell them you cannot accept the life preserver because you did not earn it and you don't and you want to work your own way to shore? Absolutely not. Well, so it is with mankind. So it is with you and me. We bob up and down in the ocean of life. We're hopelessly lost. We have no chance of survival. And God has sent his search and rescue team, Jesus Christ. And Jesus died in our place and paid the full price for our sins and offers us eternal life as a free gift. Should his offer be rejected because it's too easy? No. Should it be rejected because it's free? No way. Should his offer be rejected because we want to try to earn our own way? No. God, in his awesome love, sent his only son to earth to die on the cross and to pay for our sins and then raise him from the dead. And now God is offering us, Jesus Christ, an eternal life as a free gift. A free gift that comes to us at great cost to God. Have you received that free gift? If not, why not do so today, right now, right where you are? Thank you so much for carving out the time to listen to Wisdom from Above. I hope this podcast has been helpful. I'm so grateful for this opportunity to explore these questions with you. I'm eagerly looking forward to meeting with you again next week as we continue this search for answers to questions people ask by asking this question, how could a loving God send anyone to hell? If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your family and share it with your friends. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at harlanbetts at icloud.com or you can leave a message on my Facebook page, Wisdom from Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. This is Harlan Betts wishing you a great day and God's blessings. Thank you for making Wisdom from Above a part of your listening life. I'm honored that you've chosen to partner with me in this passionate quest for Wisdom from Above. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share with your friends and family. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other platforms. Additional apps can be added upon request. If you'd like to contact me, send an email to harlanbetts at icloud.com. That is H-A-R-L-A-N-B-E-T-Z at icloud.com. Or visit my Facebook page, Wisdom from Above with Dr. Harlan Betts. Thank you so much for your support.